Welcome to the Cake and Polka Parade podcast on WFMU.org with me, your host, Fatty Jabo. And for the first time in the three-year history of this podcast, I will actually participate in the Singles Going Steady Week, where DJs at WFMU play nothing but 7-inch singles. I never really took part in it before because I honestly don't have that many 7-inches to play you. I never have been a big collector of seven inches. Um, Four dollars for a, a goddamn single? Sure. It's it's a nice little memento of 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 a band or whatever, but I I'm I'm a cheap bastard. And I'm not gonna shell out four fucking dollars for three minutes of music and a crummy cover uh, and negligible sound. And when I was a teenager, uh, I would buy the singles with the most music jammed on the singles. And you know, of course, that results in unlistenable sound. So the majority of my singles are from when I was a teenager and and was still buying singles. Um, I omitted a few of them because... The sound was too grating on my ears when listening to them in headphones. And uh, the biggest thing, the biggest reason why I haven't participated in Singles Going Steady Week is because I have a piece of garbage turntable. I've always had garbage turntables. And all the years I've been playing these singles on garbage turntables just makes the sound quality even worse. I would find record players in in the trash in the alley bring them home wouldn't bother to change the needle and i just grind my records down with some dull piece of shit needle over and over again and i'm sure you you audiophiles will be able to hear the evidence of that but what kind of turntable do i have now i have a jensen one piece radio uh 334578 player specifically marketed to old people with 78s who don't give a fuck about sound because really they can't hear anymore so whatever piece of shit you throw at them it'll be fine just as long as they can hear the general melody they are fine with it the the sound isn't that bad, but it, the the entire unit is just a big hunk of plastic. So you get that, you get that hunk of plastic resonance in everything. With that said, let's get on with some forty five, some thirty threes, whatever the fuck speed 
it is. As long as it's seven inches of plastic or acetate. We'll start with fill in the blanks. They were a... Oh, the other thing. At least with this show, I am very well acquainted with each of these seven inches because I have maybe about 25 in my entire collection. And they span back 20 years. So I am very familiar. So if you like to hear me jibber-jabber, this is the perfect opportunity for you to listen to me jibber-jabber as I tell you a little bit history of these singles where I got them the history of the band perhaps or maybe I know absolutely nothing about them but fill in the blanks they were a a Chicago new wave band from 79 83 more of a suburban band and I picked this up just because I recognize the name after uh, seeing their name thrown around in the Chicago papers a little bit. They're, they're largely forgotten these days. Um, but it was a dollar at Reckless Records. You can't pass that up, right? So I get it. It's, a, it's actually really good. So here you go. Fill in the blanks here on the Cake and Polka Parade podcast on WFMU.org. Get ready for the shittiest AM sound, but with stereo, AM sound, lo-fi sound that will grace your ears. Maybe it'll punch a fucking hole in your ear, too. Here you go.
WFMU.org. The Cake and Polka Parade Singles Going Steady episode with me, your host, Fatty Jebo. Where, where I spelunk the contents of my paltry 7-inch collection, my almost non-existent 7-inch collection. Where me and you, we investigate the history of my terrible musical tastes. If I didn't sell off a majority of my seven inches in the late 90s, you would be treated to some truly awful shit, such as Screeching Weasel. I think I got a dollar, maybe 25 cents when I sold that. And thankfully, it does not litter my seven inch collection anymore. But what we heard, we heard Tom McTie. That's what the said ended with, Tom McTie. A seven inch I found in the free pile at Reckless Records sometime in the late 90s. It has a truly awful cover. A bad Xerox, a bad drawing, which is why I came home with this seven inch and immediately threw it in the back of my seven-inch box, never to be listened to until today, which it's not bad. And turning over the cover, reading the credits, I found out I actually know a couple people involved in this project. But a free pile, a free seven-inch, a free piece of vinyl, you can't pass that up, no matter how crappy it might look. Because you might be pleasantly surprised, like I am 15 years later. Before that was the Shaking Ray Levi's double keyboard band. There was no song title provided on the 7-inch. The 7-inch is a compilation of a few noise bands, some like uh, squeaking on, on balloon sort of stuff cut out paper 
cover with a Xerox of Andy Warhol and drag. That's all I have to say about that 7-inch. Before that was Glass Candy with a split with Subtonics. The track was called Crystal Migraine. Pick that up at one of their shows. Not a bad track. Before that, Quintron from a Bulb and Blackjack 7-inch compilation. A track from each of the bands on the label. Really shitty cover. Xerox, of course. Mid-90s, Xerox 7-inch cover, of course. And the, the audio quality matches the shittiness of the cover. But isn't that what Bulb Records was always known for? Real shitty sound. And before that, Bobby Kahn with Who's the Paul from his first 7-inch. A 7-inch I honestly wanted to chuck in the garbage can as soon as I brought it home from the wonderful show that I had just witnessed by the Bobby Kahn band. The show was this amazingly energetic, almost contortions-like train wreck. And I get this single home, and what is this, Light FM? But it took me a while to understand the subtlety of which was employed by Bobby Kahn. And the only reason why that track skipped is because I had to put a 9-volt battery on the goddamn record to weigh it down. To keep it from, from thumping because the record is slightly warped. And my high quality hi-fi stereo system with the plastic platter. If something is slightly wobbly, it'll just go ka-chunk, ka-chunk, ka-chunk. Through the entire record. So I had to put a 9-volt battery on there. And it wasn't because the record was worn out or there was a scratch on it. It was because the tone arm was banging up against the 9-volt battery. But I promise you, I will correct this, this problem, this situation. I only employ the highest quality equipment. And then this set started with fill in the blanks. With PRL85754, I don't know, a bunch of numbers and letters that apparently signify something, but... I couldn't tell you what it was. But let's get back into some more singles. This is Kate Fagan with I Don't Want to Be Too Cool here on the Cake and Polka Parade Podcast Singles Going Steady Week with your host, me, Fatty Jubbo.
seit 2000 Jahren lebt die Erde ohne Liebe. Es regiert der Herr des Hasses. Düse, 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 düse,
It's Singles Going Steady Week here on WFMU. And I'm actually taking part in it this this year. Me, Fatty Jebo, here on the Kick and Polka Parade podcast. You curious about what you just heard? What you what I yanked out of my my box of seven inches? Well, that last track, I don't know what it was. Someone had dug that seven inch out of the garbage. Found it in an alley and gave it to me. There's no cover. There's no information on the label. Just a label that looks like it came from Crass Records. You know, those anarcho graphics that Crass always employs. So if anyone knows what that band is, leave a message on the playlist. Before that was the Scissor Girls, one of the best bands that ever came out of Chicago. That was their first single with a track called No Darling Pets. There are a few copies of that single where there is a grasshopper taped to the cover, but I unfortunately don't have one of those. Before that, Algebra Suicide with a track called Flock of Crows. Algebra Suicide is a Chicago band from the mid to late 80s. A band that either makes me cringe, and I mean deep cringe, or I, or I love them. But most of the time, they, they make me cringe. There's a lot of really bad poetry recited over drum machine and, and tinkly guitar. Poetry recited in this grating, severely grating Chicago accent. And it's all very weepy. But they have some brilliant songs, like that song, Flock of Crows. And I think I've played them before. That Boys in Bed song is wonderful. And before that, some Neudeutschwell, some German New Wave, Toschen Prokopets, with a track called Kodo. I either found that in a reckless $1 bin or I found that at the ARC thrift store with a bunch of other German 45s. Although those other German 45s weren't that good. They were just pretty much German polka music. And we start this, this set off with a track by Kate Fagan with I Don't Want to Be Too Cool. Another artist from Chicago, largely forgotten, unfortunately forgotten. And I found that in the $1 bin. All the greatest records are found in the $1 bin. Who the fuck needs a goddamn pavement 45 for $200? If you want to shit on it, sure. That's an expensive platter, expensive plastic platter to shit on, isn't it? I'll stick with Kate Fagan. Let's get on with some more 45s. This show is ending up to be very long with all my jibber-jabber. So here you go. More singles. Sounding real shitty. 
once had a feller called Elmer. We courted for 25 years. I never did tell him I loved him, but I did just the same, never fear. Now I had to go away for some business. I was only gone two years or three. But when I come back, I discovered that my man was unfaithful to me. I took out my gun and I shot him And he fell with a crash to the floor Twas then I first told him I loved him As he lay there all dripping with gore So I called for the best undertaker Who rolled him all up in a shroud With a coffin of pine with brass handles but lately I sometimes get thinking That although he put me to shame And betrayed me with that other woman That somehow maybe I was to blame Now I don't say a gal should be hasty With a man she has got to be sure but I should have told him I loved him around 24 years before. I remember I thought as he lay there, I loved him as never before. He made such a darn pretty picture as he lay there all dripping with gold. As he lay there all dripping with
singles going steady on the cake and polka parade podcast only on WFMU.org. I'm your host, Fatty Jubbo, and we're digging through my 7-inch collection, my tiny little 7-inch collection, playing them on my shitty piece-of-shit turntable, where they sound like they're coming through a little transistor radio, but it's nostalgia. It's nostalgic sound. It sounds like you're a teenager, and you got your little Fisher-Price record player from when you were five, and, and people say, boy, these records are cool. So you order them out of the back of Maximum Rock and Roll. You get them in a few weeks and, and you play them over and over again until you wear the grooves out. And it just sounds like three minutes of garbled static. What did we just hear? We heard Crack, We Are Rock. What a... Tr- a track called Strawberries. And I, I I mangled it a little bit, put my finger on the turntable, made it slow down and speed up, put it on 45 instead of 33. Some people call me a DJ. I get paid $300 a night to do that sometimes. Actually, no, I don't. Nobody gives a fuck. Before that, Raul... One of my favorite bands. A bunch of 14-year-olds from the Bay Area banging around, screeching like harpies. They released a split LP on Lookout Records as well as this 7-inch. That track was Anna Joy. And before that, actually another Lookout Records band. But this is before they played really boring pop punk. The Queers, with I'm Nowhere at All. I ordered that out of the back of Maximum Rock and Roll when I was 15. And the, the music still holds up. It's a lot better than what that band became. Before that was Monitor Radio, a band from Chicago, uh, mid to late 90s. Very short-lived uh, member from... Uh, what's that band called? The Rapture was in it at one point. Quintron was in it too. They only released a 7-inch, unfortunately. I have a WNUR studio session around here somewhere. Complete with static because I taped it off the radio. It's in my box of cassettes that I plan to never go into. Cassettes, I'm done with them. Forever. And before that was God is My Co-Pilot. When I was young, I loved this band. I cannot tell you how much I loved God is My Co-Pilot. And this is actually one of their be- best seven inches. I forget the name of the seven inch, but the song, Bicycle Girls. Before that, Attic Ted. A band, a current band. And the seven inch was from about five years ago. They're from Austin. The 7-inch actually sounds really good. I mean, a lot of these 7-inches that I'm playing, even though I have a crappy turntable, uh, they sound like shit because it was the the late 80s, early 90s. People didn't know how to master their shit. I'm sure they did it in a real lo-fi manner, sent a tape off to the plant, and that was it. 
but uh, I guess now with computers and and everything like that, um, it it sounds excellent, even on my crappy turntable. And this started with Anna Russell, a wonderful track called Dripping with Gore, a 7-inch I didn't even realize I had until going through my box. I have a lot of stray... 45s that I just pick up at thrift stores or sometimes I'll 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 be going through the thrift stores and I covertly put a 7-inch into an LP jacket and completely forget about it until 5 years later while I'm going through my junk thrift store LPs. Maybe that's where I got this from and I'm glad I did. Dripping with gore. Maybe one of my new favorite songs. Okay, I got some more seven inches for you. Come on, you're so skinny. Oh, no, so Rock head. Rock head. Rock head. I'm so mad. Where's my God. Where's my God? You're a jerk. Oh, my God. All right. Oh, right. Jerk. I woke up in a bad mood today. Everybody stay out of my way because I'm pissed.
The Cake and Polka Parade, Singles Going Steady Edition. What you just heard. Some terrible sounding singles. Played on my crappy turntable. The last one was Youth Gone Mad with a track called Porcupine from a 7-inch that he ordered out of the back of Maximum Rock and Roll many, many years ago. It was put out by a band called Soundbite House, and I remember that every month they offered a new split 7-inch of them and another band, and all you had to do was write them, and they'd send it to you for free and ask for a small donation. I forget if I actually sent them any money. Maybe out of my guilt, I sent them a couple dollars. The Soundbite House side is is terrible. I don't even remember what it was. It was very uh, grating and noisy, but not in a good way. But the Youth Gone Mad side, very good. Before that, horny Mormons with a track called Thaticus. That's from a compilation 7-inch offered free to frequent people who ordered from the label Very Small. Very Small Records, of which I, I ordered much stuff from that label back in the 90s. Before that, Galen. A track called The Detective. I have a lot of bulb 7 inches, of which that is one of them. I believe I found a bonanza of bulb 7 inches at Reckless Records. One dollar a piece. Bulb, for all their kind of crappy lo-fi-ness, had some fantastic bands. Galen was one of them. Members of which went on to form Wolf Eyes, going in a completely different direction sonically. Before that, Pussy Pirates, a band from a few years ago. They would split their time between Ann Arbor and Chicago. Really fantastic horn work and a really great sounding 7-inch. I play both songs on the 7-inch. Because they're both great. Stick Boy Lullaby and Die, Die, Die. That was a split 7-inch with a band called Teeth, I think. <laughs> I think it was called The Teeth. Before that, another bulb 7-inch. The Many Moods of Marlon Magus. A track called Malacca. That was Marlon Magus, backed up by a bunch of Chicago weirdos. Chicago jazz, no-wave weirdos. I wish I had a better copy of that. Or maybe um, that's just how it sounds. I wish someone would do a proper release of it. Because it's fantastic. Any squonky horns in rock music I'm going to love. Usually. And then this set started with Captain Nines and the Knickerbocker Trio. With God Damn It, I'm Pissed. Another track from that Very Small Records 7-inch compilation. Captain Nines and the Knickerbocker Trio were from Stockton, California, right outside of Sacramento. I have another one of their 7-inches. It's okay. Not worth playing, though. And that's the show. 
That's pretty much my entire box of seven inches. As I said before, I have a few other ones, but they hurt my ears. If I had a better turntable, maybe I can get better rips of them, but as it stands, it hurts my ears. So I'll leave you with one of the German 45s I was talking about earlier. Sort of German traditional oompa oompa music. And that's it here on the Cake and Polka Parade podcast. I hope you enjoyed this edition. Goodbye. Zeiten für uns treue war.